IWEP Network. It's in the pod. Hey guys, before we get started, we have an exciting announcement to make to you. After long talks with our friend Tony, we are now partnering with the IWEP Network. By joining with Tony and his team, we're going to be able to put this pod in more years and hopefully get connected with so many others living on this rock as it just spins through space. Welcome Back is joining a growing family of podcasts, including interviews with everyday people, Tornado Tag, Not Cool in High School, Banging Beers, and Truth Behind Illusion. Mario and I are so excited to take this next step for Welcome Back. So if you've been here from the start, or if you're just listening for the first time, there's more to be Welcome Back to. From us at the IWEP Network, Welcome Back. Let's start the show. Did she leave? Are you kidding me? It was so hard to to wrangle Emily the first time. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm going to go fix my hair real quick. Okay. Welcome back, I'm Chris. Welcome back, I'm Mario. We are two Diablo friends talking about the things we like, tackling the world's stickiest subjects, and telling stories instead of going to therapy. And we're hoping that you'll laugh away the pain with us. Today, we're not alone, and we're welcoming you to pull up a chair to our conversation about comedy. Comedy's the thing today, Mario. I'm excited. It's like my favorite thing in the world. You might notice that there are some other faces in the area, so... Brian, would you introduce yourself first? Tell us who you are, what you do. Just introduce yourself to the Welcome Back universe. I am the host of Murder My Dude and co-host, I should say, of Murder My Dude and Pedantic on ProjectHumanoid.com. You can find more about us there. And then, of course, uh, you and Mario know me more for Tonight Attack Podcast on IWP yes. Network uh, with myself, with Tony, with professional wrestler extraordinaire Andy Hedder. Uh, and a rotating guest of ca- uh, cast of guest stars. Easy for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Brian. Glad to be here. And one more guest. Would you introduce yourself as well? You don't want to introduce me? No, no. Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm this one's uh, girlfriend of nine years? hundred years. years. Sometime. Many um, years. And yeah, that's me. I don't have a podcast. <laughs> Yet. Yet. You are here. That's right. You are <laughs> here I'm because here. we rec- we uh, respect your co- comedic um, perspectives, and so that's why you're here. Because we're gonna do we're gonna do some fun stuff today. And I've been thinking about this. We've been thinking about this for like a month now. This this episode has been on the radar for a really long time. And um, the way we're gonna open up the show is we're going to do a snake draft of comedians, of popular comedians, their whole you know repertoire of comedy. Their you know, podcasts, their specials, their movies, whatever you want. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Let me lay out some rules. So first of all, we're going to have to draw for the order. For those, I think pretty much everyone in the world knows how a snake draft works. Um, except for Mario. Except for so me. I'll lay it out for you. <laughs> lay it out for you again. We will be taking turns to pick our team. We're assembling our comedic team. And the snake draft idea is it will go one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four. So it bounces back and forth up and down the list. You're going to have to explain it as we go along. All right. All right. So I have dice ready that I can put up to the screen. Beautiful. So we know you're not cheating. Love it. Yes. All right. Let me finish my rules. You can, you're assembling uh, the team. So you can use the criteria of your choice. Like, you know, if it, maybe it's just your five favorites, you can, you know, be filling positions. You can do whatever you want, however you want to make your team. Um, I have decided, and I hope this doesn't rock your list, living or dead is totally fine. Any comedian that you can find living or dead. And also, this is a controversy-free zone. As I was making my list, (laughs) there were some names that I was like, you know, I 
this is not maybe a time in their career that is like they're really awesome and loved in the community. So yeah. I, I would like to put all of that behind us if we can agree to. <laughs> Sounds good. And yes, great. knocked so off scan- about half my list. Wait, I'm confused. What are we talking about? Scandal so no people. It, no, 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 the opposite of that. Welcome we can do all. Canceled people. Yes, yes. Okay. We are uncanceling everyone. For Bill the Cosby, list. welcome back to the team. Let's He's on my list. <laughs> yeah. He's on your list. He's on. I made a very, very big list. He's he's a legend. I made a very, How very small list. I'm nervous. Um. So that is. I think those are all the rules. Everyone is okay. Veto rules. Now here's the thing. I I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but if anyone makes a controversial pick, anyone can choose to veto, and they need one other person to agree, and then that pick is not allowed. For example, I say I would choose Bugs Bunny or Lola Bunny to be more on brand. I would choose Lola Bunny, and and Mario's like I would veto that. She's not a stand-up comedian, and Emily's like I kind of think she is, and Brian says no, she's not. Then that pick gets kicked, and I just have See, to pick somebody else. Does that make I sense? I could have said Jenna Marbles. And you can say whoever you want. It. You can say whatever. You <laughs> yeah, me too. It, I would have as well. But Brian or Chris <laughs> might have not so vetoed it. I, veto rules. I kind of just went solely with stand-ups, like literally standing up in front of an audience. Yeah, yeah perfect. Me too. Me too. Yes, me too. I, I don't expect any controversy, but that is just a possibility. To um to to warm us up, I want to ask a question to our guests. Um, what is the time you laughed the hardest in in your life, maybe? And if you can't remember the time you laughed the hardest, what is the time that you laughed memorably hard? Mario, would you start us out so that we can maybe give our guests some time to think about it? The time you laughed the hardest, or a time you laughed memorably hard? Um, I'm. Luckily enough to have a lot of laughter in my life thus far, mm-hmm. and I, it's hard to nail down um, the like hardest I laughed. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking like the last time I laughed so hard that I cried, and this is pretty on brand because it's recent and it highlights a little bit of uh, how I should probably be in therapy. But oh, great, great. Jeez. It was probably like uh, maybe like 11 or 12 at night. Andrew was over. And we went for a walk. We ended up, like, on the bridge across town, just walking around. And we start having, like, an impromptu discussion on our on our parents' divorce. Ah. Which hilarious content. Decades and ago. so we're just talking about, like, the ridiculous things that happened to us as kids that we just had to, like, go yeah. with. Yeah. And so we were laughing about this camping trip we went on where it was my mom and her new boyfriend... And it just, it should have been a, it should have been a traumatic thing because of how drunk all the adults got. But just thinking about how, like, we had to make executive decisions as children had us both, like, laughing so hard. Because not only did we have to make executive decisions as children to, like, leave and, like, try to call my dad or something, but also we were mischievous. So we were, like, stealing booze and, like, putting it in our backpacks as we were getting ready to, to skip town. <laughs> Uh, to skip town that's dramatic (laughs) and so and so we're i was almost like bent over just wheezing that's how that's how that went awesome how about you brian a time that you laughed memorably hard so i'm I'm going with the recent one i'm going to put over our buddy tony from iwp network yeah i do with murder my dude we do a big central topic every week and for one of our episodes we did the black dahlia murder which is a very famous la murder and I told Tony that's what we were doing, and he said, oh, it's going to be a two-part episode, right? Because she was very infamously cut in half. Oh and I, I lost it. 
<laughs> That's very good. Very macabre. Uh, I remember I had a group of friends that I hung out with a lot in high school and then college as well. You met one of them, Mario. You met um, Ben. We call affectionately known as Fluff. Fluff. Uh, he is one of them, and there's another crowd. Zach was one of the other ones, and a bunch of us. And we would, um, they had a blog. They started, and I joined in later. It was called the Turd Hour Tales. And you can still actually find Turd Hour Tales on online. And it's a blog where you, we would switch off sentences, you know, and we would just like, you know, someone would say a sentence, and then the next person would do the next sentence, and we'd just tell a story. It was just all, you know, fictional, you know, characters doing ridiculous things. Um, very obscene and lowbrow and it was you know because it's two o'clock in the morning and (laughs) you know we didn't yes yeah it was a it was a weird time and also another time in the same room we were um dubbing japanese video games we would just you know turned off the subtitles (laughs) and just made up our own content and uh i just laughed and laughed and laughed so so hard in that basement so improv comedy has been like a huge part of your life prior to even going to college that's true. I did not. That, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But I did not even consider that. But you're right. That is a part of my journey. Yeah. Emily. Yes. How about you? A time um, you memorably me hard. Think. So I have obviously a ton because I grew up with two sisters. There's just me and my two sisters. So mm-hmm. we we're just, you know, shenanigans at all times. Um, but we <laughs> and my mother um, have an issue with peeing our pants when we laugh too hard. So I tried to come up with one from one of those situations, but it's been a very long time. Um, So I'm going to go with a second one, which would be after the Black and White Gala, you... The Black and White Gala is like a fancy party that we have at school. Yeah. Um, After the Black and White Gala, me, Mario, we were not dating yet. Our friend Tyler... Just making out on the side. Shut up. Nice. Um... Uh, we did this game called the Ha Ha Game, where you lay on each other's your head on someone's stomach, and then oh, someone yeah. else's his head on someone's stomach, and you just keep saying Ha. It's a circle. Ha Ha. Yeah, ha, yeah, ha, yeah, yeah. Ha. Um, And eventually, by the end of the night, we were just like tears. Straight, yeah, yeah. Because it was like four o'clock in the morning. We were somewhere we probably shouldn't have been at school. <laughs> we like, were at the chapel. Yeah, we were in the chapel. And the chapel That's right. is where we held the event, the Black and White Gala, and we were also tired. From being there so long because... We had to clean cl- wax off the steps. Yeah, clean up went on the lawn because we spilled a candle all over the, the steps of oh, the altar. No. <laughs> <laughs> we cleaned up with like an iron. Apparently we had to like iron like wax ironing, to pick uh, it up with paper towels. Paper and towels so it's so good. It was in. just a no. mess. So that's probably... That's the one I can remember distinctly. Solid. Love it. All right. So we know our rules. Let's get the order for our snake draft. So bring up that, that die there. Dice. It, I can never remember which one is... Um, die is singular. Dice is plural. Yeah, die is one. Appreciate it. All right. Roll die. So, Roll die. No. Ladies two, first. Princess die. This die is Emily's town. number here. Emily's number. Emily you is number six. six. Wait, Ooh. we're going to have to re-roll it because we didn't decide. Yeah. What <laughs> Low the, number what the, is first. <laughs> so the order will be Emily, Mario... Oh. Chris, Brian. So, again, the snake order rules means that it will be Emily, Mario, Chris, Brian. Brian picks again. Chris, Mario, Emily. Emily picks again. And I'll tell you when it's your turn. You're going to have to tell me when. <laughs> In case you have trouble. Emily, it's I your turn. Try. That's it's right, turn. Emily. Pick um, number one. List. Did you just look at my list? No, no. I'm trying to pull up my list. So, oh, I pick no. my number one draft choice right now. That's what I'm doing, right? Yes. Numero, yep. This is it. The, Anyone the in the okay. world. So, and when you pick this, no one else can pick it. Correct. On, I have another that I'm uh, up there with, but 
This is just so Mario doesn't snipe it from me. Great, because great. Because I feel like he's going to. My number one favorite of all time comedian is Eliza Schlesinger. Oh, weird. She has a very okay. Particular last name. She actually only goes by Eliza now. She does only yeah, go her by Eliza. Yes. It's like she's oh. transcended her last name. Yeah, she's like Madonna now. Impressive. If she can pull that off, it's impressive. She can. She definitely can. I think, okay. I think that she didn't do it herself either. I think that like. Well, because her last name can't really say hard. it. It's yeah. S. Smart. I can't. I, I wrote down the pronunciation. It's Schlesinger. She's, a, she's got a lot on Netflix. She has she has five stand-ups on Netflix. She has War Paint. She has Freezing Hot. She has uh, Elder Millennial, Confirmed Kills. And there's one more. I should have written them down, but I can't remember the fifth one. Mm. She has a ton of them. Yeah. She's fantastic. Um, she... Does a lot of uh, women-based comedy, like about like our experiences as women, um, and mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing. So that's, that's good. My good. numero uno. See, I wasn't really worried about you stealing my picks because I knew you were going to pick a bunch of women I didn't find funny. So. <laughs> wow. Listen, I probably won't find your picks funny either. Mario, second pick, anyone in the world except Eliza. Uh, obviously, I'm going to go with the modern-day folk hero, the greatest stand-up yeah. currently alive. The great and powerful. Can I tell you? Dave Chappelle. Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. That's the one. That's my pick. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was in between two for you. He's, you can find his stuff on Netflix, and you can also find The Chappelle Show, which is arguably the greatest skit comedy show of all time, is also now on Netflix. Amazing. All right. Oh, that's my picks next. Okay. I have no doubts about this one. I was... A little nervous about Mario picking it because I know he also likes him, but I, I knew that know. he had to. I knew he had to spend his first pick on Dave Chappelle. So Bo Burnham will be I my number one it. pick. I knew it. Uh, that was my guess for you. I I don't know if he'll go down in history as a comedic legend, but in my home <laughs> and in my life, he is number one and will always. I be number only one. know about him because of your home and your life. Yeah, so. we've watched. Uh, Make happy so many times together. So many, oh yeah. It's we'll so talk good. about it again later, but I think I saw him first on Comedy Central Presents. Looked up, I bought some of his tracks on iTunes, but um, he's got a new special coming. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. No. He did a special in lockdown, and I'm stoked. I'm excited. No audience. It's going to be like YouTube, -y, so I'm excited. Brian, number okay. one pick. Anyone? anyone I'm about to. I'm about to show my age here. <laughs> See, I had no idea what your picks were going to be, but mm -hmm. that was my guess. If yeah. I had to guess, it was going to be Legends that I didn't I am know a uh, bit older than, than, than you three, and <laughs> when I was eight... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be close. She's pretty old. I am 37 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm 32, so... <laughs> wow. Listen, I would not have guessed 37. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. Well, I'll be yeah. 32 this summer, uh, so anyway, continue. I hide it well. Uh, but no, <laughs> when I was 18, uh, I went to Atlantic City. And uh, saw this guy at Caesars. Uh, a few months before that, I, I got this. Show and tell on Welcome Back. That is an autographed George Amazing. Carlin. Nice. Napalm wow, and City Putty. George Carlin is my number one pick. That's a great pick. He was on. He was up top close to my list. I want to get one legend. But but you have the privilege of and now another I get, pick. Now I get to... Uh, now I'm going to pick somebody that is a legend of most comedians. And uh, okay. he, he died very young. A lot of controversy where a lot of people think Dennis Leary took pretty much his entire persona from him. I'm taking my personal favorite comedian, Bill Hicks. Bill, Bill Hicks. Hicks. That's a good pick. Great pick. I thought you were going to... Uh, I'm not going to say who I thought you were going to take, <laughs> but I'm going to put him for a mention later because he's not one of my picks, but he's... Oh, I'm going to have a lot of undrafted free agents if we have time. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm, as I'm realizing that the three of the four other picks I weren't even like close to my list. I mean, George Carlin was, but my second pick will be... 
another amazing... Actually, I don't know if I'd classify Bo as a storyteller. Uh, it's a very different art form, but I'm going with Mike Birbiglia. Oh, you son of a gun. Dang it. Oh my gosh. That's what I want. That's the beauty of the snake draft. Another another comedian was... I saw live. I saw him in Central oh, Park, amazing. actually. In That's a free awesome. show in Central Park. Super cool. Wow. He's coming to Pennsylvania here pretty, too, pretty soon. Bethlehem, I want to say? Probably He's the Sands, yeah. Tours are picking yeah. back up. I'm excited. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I've never been to a live comedy show before. So oh. we're going to have to yeah, make a, either, a date or a double date or something. Amazing. Yeah. All right, Mario. Oh. Pick number two. I'm so surprised you even have to think about it. There's there's so many good ones. These guys are <laughs> the both fantastic. I... So I'm going to go with the one who I've had respect for longer. He has put out a special last year, Paper Tiger, going with none other than uh, Billy Redball himself, Bill Burr. Yeah, that's a great pick. Excellent pick. His... Another, another one I saw live, too. His GG. Tear Down of Philadelphia. I was there. That's that... when I saw him. You you were there. I for was it? there. Yes, that's so oh cool. Oh my gosh! What was it? Fifteen minutes of just ripping into Philadelphia, and, and, <laughs> and the story <laughs> behind it. Alone. The story behind oh. it is it was, he was actually defending a comedian from Philadelphia. It was mm-hmm. in Camden. A lot of people in that place were New Yorkers, and one of the people in front of him was this legendary Philly comic, Dom Herrera, and he got booed. He got booed because the people who were at that show wanted to see the comedians that were part of the radio show that that, that, that show was put on by. That was the uh, Opie and Anthony yeah. show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and, and they booed Dom Herrera. And, and, and it's not in the viral video, but he's like, how dare you boo Dom Herrera? Wow. It was part of his thing. You one bridge having piece of crap town. <laughs> there no are several. Heaven. I can name at least three. Championship. Now we do. Legendary. Oh, I broke the mic stand. I'm just going to take the bass list and chuck it out like a frisbee. Hopefully hit a baby. Like he, <laughs> he went in. <laughs> so good. All right, Emily, what's the next pick for Team Girl Boss? All right. Well, here's the thing. It's not going to be all Team Girl okay, Boss. Okay, okay, great. This pick is going to shock many people except this one right here. Uh, my number two pick is going to be none other than Mr. Joe Rogan. Ooh, um, okay, good one. Yes. I uh, do know that he is um, yeah, yeah. fourth in people's yeah. good graces, I guess is the best <laughs> way to say it. Um, yes. But his comedy special, Strange Times, I can probably quote the whole thing start to finish. I've watched it so many times. You I watch think it at least once a week. I think it's absolutely hysterical. Not once a week, like once a month. Um, I think it's absolutely hysterical. Triggered is also good, but he's high like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Triggered like like but stoned off, off like stoned off his ass. No, that's in strange times. Oh, yeah. But in triggered, he's very he just goes on like a twenty five minute rant about dolphins. Do you remember that? <laughs> in strange times. Oh, in triggered. Yeah, yeah. What's um, the one you watch all the time? Triggered is still funny. Strange times okay. is the one I watch. Because I think all the time. I watched it's, triggered and I was like, it's all it's right. It's not. It's all strange right. I mean, it's not, strange better. times is okay. hysterical and obviously coming from girl boss putting Joe Rogan number two. <laughs> That's video, awesome. But I had to say from this Joe one. Rogan is actually how I found out about Bill Hicks through Joe oh, Rogan. Neat. And I I go back to when they had CDs of stand up comedy and <laughs> and I had his Brian Regan C D. I uh I had I'm gonna be dead someday, which was I think Rogan's first C D. Oh nice. Yes, I think so. Super but yeah, cool. Joe All Rogan, right. definitely number two. You get another pick, Emily. I bounce do. It, yes, bouncing right back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, Amy Schumer, JK. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, go good. I was going to roast Jeez. you a little bit. That was a joke. You might um, as well pick Hannah Gatsby at that point. Oh, man. Uh-oh. I <laughs> still want to go team girl. girl I'm hoping gang, to get her. But I think I have to, um, 
snipe the the legend John Mulaney Ooh, from everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go with John Mulaney. I have to like even though my him and his wife are getting a divorce, and I'm really oh. upset about it. Yeah, it's a tough time for John Mulaney. Like extra upset about it, but yeah. we are here for John Mulaney at all. Times, wonderful so. pick, wonderful pick, Number Mario. Um, there's some great names on my list, but when I when I went through my picks, I thought about like who I would want to be at Mario's comedy yeah, store. Yeah. You know, like if I were to start a comedy club, and I'm gonna take someone. I'm not sure if it made anyone's list, but I've talked about her several times. Um, taking Taylor Tomlinson, <laughs> yeah, uh, Quarter Life Crisis on Netflix. She's great. Follow her on TikTok. Um, yeah, she's I, got a bright future ahead of her. I love the sh- I love the show she did with Fred Savage, where it was an after show for a show that didn't exist. It was called like What Just Happened. I think you tried to make me watch that, or no, that was the Eliza stand-up. You it, it, it was on Fox. It was called I think What I've Just Heard About That. It was a play on like The Talking Dead and shows like that, and it was called What uh-huh. Just Happened. And Fred Savage played himself, and Taylor Tomlinson was a sidekick, and they were doing an after show for a show that wasn't real. That's Amazing. Now it was, it was that excellent. I love her. All right. I'm mad at you. Yeah, I'm I'm mad at you too because I want some like diversity in my team. With you know styles and people groups, I want Women. some diversity. Yeah, we're I really white supremacists here, even though I, we kind of look like it. I really <laughs> would love to get a woman on my team, but it's not time yet. Uh, Unbelievable. My third pick is going to go to now. This I I'm not sure he's done more than one special, but his one special was worth it for me. Donald Glover. Oh, In, oh. good choice. One of my favorites. One of my favorites of all time as a man. I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a veto. I think that that's fair. I'm gonna put out. I'm gonna put out a veto. Here's think, here's me defending my veto, and then we can see if anyone wants to join me in on this veto. Wait, I forget who we picked. Okay, Donald he's, Glover. He's an actor. Who'd you pick? Oh, Donald Glover. He's he, an actor. He has a stand-up. He's, he does he, have just a like Pete stand-up Davidson, special. He he put out one special as a cash grab, and he oh. hasn't come back since. He he looks into music. He looks into acting more. We saw him in Spider-Man. I don't think he. I don't think he qualifies. I think he does. I think I give him a little, little veto here. All right. You want backing Ryan. me up? Uh, up he he has done like a stand-up special. Mm-hmm. Then yep. he's in. One. He's in for me. That's fine. Yeah, uh, exactly. If he's done stand-up, that's it. He's a stand-up uh, comedian. What a waste of a pick, too. <laughs> what a waste of a veto. No, I get that it's that it could be a bad pick because like there's just so many great people. But he's and, but again, I'm building my team, and so I definitely want him. Exactly. So. And I'm also yeah. saying that because I'm running to the table with my next pick. I was hoping he would be here. Somebody I, I almost got to see, but I had to move that weekend, and I didn't get to see his show. He was, uh, I was living outside of Philly, and it was at the Tower Theater, and uh, he wound up dying like six months later. Wow. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. Yep. Mitch Hedberg. Who, yep. He's high on That's my list I was talking well. about earlier. Brian, you get another pick. What is it? What I do. Got? Oh, I have so many people left on my draft board here. Uh, <laughs> I, I keep going legend, personal favorite, legend, yeah. personal favorite. But I think I'm going to take somebody that I'm afraid that somebody else might take. And okay. uh, I, I have to go with a clean comic. I have to have at least one clean comic on my right. on my team here. And he's already been mentioned, so I want to get him because I love him. Brian Regan. Mm. Nice. Oh, nice. He wasn't on my list, pick. but I love Good him. Pick. Yeah, he wasn't on mine either, but same. Oh, oh I have great. to pick again here soon. Now. He really now. is. Right now. Now I even. <laughs> he's, fu- he's funny. I'm, that's a good pick. Um, I just don't have any room. Can we have 10-man teams instead? <laughs> I'm nope. cool with nope. that. Nope. We got time. Maybe we'll do two parts for this show, this this episode. Um. All right. So I am going to go with Tom Segura. <sighs> Very good pick. One of my all-time favorites. Huge po- fan of his podcast. And um, I think he fits in nicely on. I think I'm really. I like the diversity of styles on my team. So 
That's my pick. Mario, you're up. There you go. Well, if you're going to take the one bear, I'm going to have to take the other. <laughs> Taking the machine himself, yeah. Burt Kreischer. Or uh, if you're watching AEW, Brent <laughs> Krishna. <laughs> it is so, the appropriate bear for each of us as well, I think. It's perfect. In, my think so it's in my opinion. It's almost like we planned it. I very, I very much agree with that, Chris. <laughs> All right, Emily. It, but it's almost like we did. Oh, it's my turn we again. Um, Twice, yeah, you get two picks. Two back to back. Two picks. Two back to back. Yep. And then I'm done, right? Because it's only five? I mean, let's do five and then let's talk. All right, cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some honor. Wait, somebody took Mike Birbiglia, right? Yes. Time. Somebody took him. Yes. Um, so Hands we are going to go sister. with the um, classy and fabulous Jen Kirkman, who is Ooh. not as well known, I would say. She only has two stand-ups on Netflix right now. Um, the first one is... I'm going to die alone and I feel fine, which is fantastic. I think it's on my um, list. It's great. The second one, once again, can't remember the name. Should have written it down. But she's wearing a pair of very great pants. That's all I remember. Ah. Um, but yeah, she's... Um, so good. I they, were fan, they were a fantastic pair of pants. Um, but no, she is um, like a more deadpan comedian, I feel yeah. like. she's uh, The way she delivers is uh, definitely... She has a couple of audio-only albums, too. Yeah. And uh, she has uh, a podcast, the No Fun Podcast, mm-hmm. that she's been focusing on because she stopped touring entirely when COVID, COVID. hit and mm-hmm. hasn't started up again because she has uh, asthma. Mm-hmm. So yes. she's kind of worried about, you know, what would happen to her if she got COVID. Yep. So, um, so she, that's, she'll, she'll be putting out some great stuff, but she she's will. been on quite the hiatus because of COVID. And uh, it, it, I'm going to say that... Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> well, you keep going. Yeah. You get oh, pick. yeah. Me again. <laughs> oh, no. Do I want to pick one of my my men? Or Possible last one. Fin- finish up. Okay. Possible last one. We're going to have to go with Ali Wong. Oh. Uh, Baby Cobra herself. Baby Cobra herself. Mm-hmm. Hard knock wife. Uh, she's hysterical. That's all I have to say. She's She definitely could have mm. gone to my top spot if Eliza didn't exist in the world, which would be a sad day. <laughs> then why wasn't she your second spot? Well, okay. <laughs> listen, <laughs> Look. because because I had to take the two that I knew this one was going to steal: got it, got it, Joe got Rogan it. and John Mulaney. What well, John Mulaney, Chris could have stolen too. True, it was on my. He was on. I my don't list. know Brian's taste, but definitely Chris. Joe Ro- uh, Joe Rogan is such a standout on your team. <laughs> I know, right? But he's listen. Just watch Strange Times. All right. You'll understand. So, all right. He's so freaking good. All right, Mario. I don't listen to his podcast. All but. right. Um. It's getting tough. To your podcast. <laughs> I'm going Louis C.K. So good. He's high his, on my list. I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to put his name on the on the on the billboard or anything. You're not yet. <laughs> You're so, going to leave him in the back for a so have more time. Surprise yeah, guest. Like, yes, surprise those, those is, is the, the word yeah, you're looking does. for here. Does drop sets. Actually, I have a story about Dave Chappelle. He drop set. Yikes. Dave Chappelle. He left Hollywood. Um, after like the Chappelle show, he didn't resign or whatever. And he was like at a bar for his like 40th birthday or something. And they said, Dave, what do you want to do? It's your birthday. You can do anything in the world. And he said, I want us to do stand up. And so he went up to the DJ. The DJ instantly recognized him because <laughs> the Chappelle show is still like super famous. And he did a stand up set for three hours in a random bar. It was past closing time. They did last call. They locked the doors. But like, he started, and then people started tweeting about it, and the bar was, like, full again, oh, and they had dang. to, like, lock people out of it. Are you talking about Louis C.K. or Dave Chappelle? No, I'm talking about Dave Chappelle. Uh, Didn't you but, pick Louis C.K.? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so no. confused. He also asked Chappelle to be fair. 
I was explaining how Lucy K already is doing what you're making fun of. Like, yeah, he does unpromoted shows and got it, got it, got it. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right, Lucy K. Uh, he'll never have his TV show again, but we'll see him do some stand-up. He actually put out a new stand-up special on his website that you have mm-hmm. to pay for separately. I loved the show. All right. I, I do really want to keep going, but I, I think if if it were my possible last pick, it's it's a weird one, but I'm going to go Hannah Gatsby. Nice. Mario wow. is very... I targeted that way early. Anti. Why would you pick her? I know. He because I want... Because, of the, like I said, the diversity on the team of styles. She's just oh, such a different style. Gotcha. No, no, of styles. Yeah, yeah. You had a lot of like funny ones, and then you need another style, a not funny She's, one. I don't get how you get to be the... Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I just don't get the logic. The, the way that Dave Chappelle is not just funny, but also exactly. like has a point. Mm-hmm. That's your complaint exactly. with, with Hannah Gatsby? No, no, no. My my complaint with Hannah Gatsby is that she's not funny. He thinks she's not funny. I mean, that's that's a fair complaint, Subjective. but not Subjective. what you have said to me in the past. You, you said, say, I want my funny. Can I have another funny. veto? Am I allowed to veto again? You certainly <laughs> can. She's not funny. Why would you? Anyone back that up? That's really <laughs> bad reasoning. That's subjective. That's a really bad take also. That's a terrible take. Because she is hilarious. I've tried to watch her stand-up specials. I've, I've, I've listened to both of them on, on Netflix, but that I have one. to watch them in sections. They're not... What was the other one? In my opinion, Nanette. to me, as Nanette an individual, Douglas. as a person, that was great. Mm-hmm. Not, not I get it, and that's fair. That's fair. Brian, last pick of the draft. Uh, I feel like comedy, comedy like snobs will kill us if we don't have Richard Pryor in the draft. <laughs> yeah, right. But, He's like usually ranked number one. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought that was going to be your first pick, actually. But yeah, me too. Um, I, I guess I'm showing my lack of age a little bit. I, I've always like I've, I've always respected Richard Pryor, but my guy, as far as if you follow that lineage that is at Chappelle now, mm. is Chris Rock. And Got Chris it. Rock yep. is my last pick. That's a great there one. There you go. Yeah, I love it. Well, he maybe. He put out Tambourine again. He did like a, re, <laughs> like a remastered Tambourine. So his special on Netflix, I think he, they re released it again with even more jokes from it. I was about 14 when Bring the Pain came out, and it was like my favorite one of anybody for a while. Wow. Cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of continuing, we just each take a shot at who went undrafted on your list that you were like, man, I really thought I was going to have to fight harder for this one. So, uh, Brian, how about you go first? We'll go back up the list. I, I have so many here. Uh, yeah, just w- The one quick. I was going to take, uh, Doug Stanhope would have been my next pick if I would have had a mm, next pick. Okay. Uh, I had some legends on there. Don Rickles, Rodney Dangerfield, mm-hmm. Sam Kinison. Uh, some more of the uh, Sarah Silverman, Joan Rivers. Speaking of a legend, yeah. Joan Rivers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrice O'Neill, I had Stephen Wright, Norm Macdonald, um, yeah. Colin Quinn, Lewis Black, uh, Flight of the Concords. I was thinking, I wasn't sure about musicians. Stephen Lynch and Flight of the Concords, I had on there. I that was probably a great would have honorable given you mention. Flight. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, my big faves list was mostly drafted to me. Some went around. Kevin Hart never got drafted. Yeah, yeah I'm a big he's, fan. He's, I am too. You are not, right? No, no. He's yeah. funny. His last one was pretty funny. But I feel Did like you watch his last one at his house? Funnier than he is. <laughs> That's true. He's really mainstream. But yeah. uh, I think he's gone compartment. Um, Robin Williams was high on my my legends list. Um, there yeah. are some uh, allegations of joke thievery, so I try to oh, steer really? away from him. I try to steer away from Dennis Leary. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, Jerry Seinfeld was another one that was like on mm-hmm. my legends list. We watched him one time, and I could not. 
Oh, I didn't like him. Anyway, continue. Yeah, but you know, he's just such a legend. What's up with the airplane food? <laughs> I, I love this. I, I, all the time. I like the sitcom more than the stand-up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aziz Ansari is a big one on my yeah. list. Fantastic. But, um, I never Thumbs even down. I would veto that one. His That's newest funny. one is great. He's not funny he's at so all. Funny. He's so. He's he my least laugh. favorite character in Parks and Rec. Let's just throw oh, that wrong, out there. Wrong, wrong, least wrong. favorite. Also. He, oh yeah, yeah, Mouse Ratchet. That's right. <laughs> Note for go. the audio. Um, Note. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Forgot. Larry the Cable Guy, of course, was. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, he's funny. I don't care what you say. He's hysterical. All, all of them now, are the now whole we're gonna have that veto. Okay. Who are the rest of them? Jeff Foxworthy, hysterical. Ron White. You get. If you Ron could take White, all four of them. Yeah, yeah, if I, I, could, if I could, if I could, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the four, yeah. the four horse billies of. <laughs> and my comedy club would be like comedy. Redneck Wednesday, where it's just the <laughs> comedy go. tour. <laughs> all right, that's probably all my my honorable mentions. How about you, Mario? I have uh, I have uh, a newer stand-up that's uh, Ali Makovsky. Mm. I found her on TikTok. She guested on Joe Rogan Experience recently. Um, up and coming. You'll you if you haven't heard of her, you'll hear about her soon. Cool. Uh, Michael Che. Uh, oh, Michael Che is very Shea. good. Uh, Michael Che matters. Michael Shea his, matters is his special on Netflix, which is fantastic. fantastic. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fortune Feimster. Uh, Nikki Glaser and Andrew Dice Clay. That's mm. my. No, I'm surprised you didn't put Whitney Cummings. List. I don't like her, but I know you do or yeah. did. I thought I like her specials. Nikki Glazer is a very good pick. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like her. I feel like she's just. She's on the Degenerates. She's on just degenerate to also, be degenerate. Watch That's the, why I don't the, like it. The Degenerates was funny. Degenerates on Netflix. That's funny. It's fantastic. Okay. Oh my gosh, Miss Pat's on there. <laughs> it. It. How about you, Emily? Um. Okay. So Michael Che was on my list. Um. Honorable mention: problematic Chris D'Elia. Uh, or Ooh, he is. Hilarious, hilarious but, hilarious, but <laughs> yeah. very um, problematic. Um, and then who else do I have on here? I have Kevin Hart. Allegedly. Oh, Joe Coy. Yeah, sure. Joe Coy. Yeah. Joe Coy I love great. him. People like He's him. He's great. He would be like on my like yes, Chris, monthly do. rotation, you know? <laughs> um, and then another honorable mention, I have Catherine Ryan. Oh, okay. Who's very very funny, but yeah, everybody, all my other mentions you guys picked, like Mike Birbiglia, Good, yeah. Tom Segura, Taylor Tomlinson, Eddie Izzard. I think I forgot to mention on mine. Dressed to Kill was another one of my favorites. Eddie Izzard was mm, okay, incredible. Okay. In wow, I think. Oh, yeah, I think that's. What do you think the, the biggest disappointment of the draft was? Because I think I know that somebody wasn't on it, or that somebody no. took. When I picked choice? Mike Birbiglia, the response <laughs> that was definitely the biggest upset for sure. Yeah, Mike Birbiglia is fantastic. Yeah, so so him. good. All right, Brian and Emily, thank you guys so much for being here. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mara and I are going to be back you. in a moment. We're going to talk some more about comedy, uh, but we'll be right back. I'm going to go watch NCIS. We'll be right back. I'm gonna get all my squeaks out now. Yeah, you better squeak them. Squeak it up. Get squeaked. Patchwork Planting is a family-owned plant, produce, and cut flowers farm in Sweet Valley, Pennsylvania, offering everything from house plants to homegrown veggies, fresh flowers, bouquets, and holiday greens. Their roadside stand located off of Moortown Road has herbs, vegetables, and flowering plants to get your garden started off right. Keep up to date with what they have on Facebook and Instagram at 
PW Planting. Again, that's PW Planting for all of your vegetable and flower needs. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to talk comedy, ha-has, laughter together. Um, so Mario, let's start out strong. What is, um, when you were a kid, what was your exposure to comedy like? What was your experience with comedy like as a child? Um, it's like interesting thinking about how we're going to turn the concept of comedy into a podcast and how we're going to like expand upon just that subject. Yeah. And like, I struggled at first thing like, well, how did comedy work? And I was like, comedy is essentially my whole life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't have any stand-ups in my family. I don't have any actors or anything. But, like, everyone tried to make each other laugh. Sure. That's, like, the thing. And I realized something uh, recently that, like, it's not that everyone was like that, but my dad's family was a lot like that. Hmm. So, like, my parents got divorced. Me and my brothers moved in with our dad. And so when you're with one parent, the majority of the time, you're going to see their family the most. Like sure, all the, sure. the functions, all the get-togethers. And so, like, everyone's always trying to make each other laugh. My dad's a, a one of five. And, like, they and they also have that dark um, sense of humor that I, that I got from them. Because they would, like, joke about, like, which one of them would die first. And, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and take that into into cast that against my mom's side of the family like i'm sure they're fun people um <laughs> and i do love my mom's side of the family it's just that as growing up and me being gone out of this t- out of this area for so yeah. long i never really got to connect with them very much but for mother's day we had my mom over at my brother andrew's house and my brother vince was there and we were all like hanging out and like Vince, Andrew, and me were just laughing and cracking jokes the whole time and like making fun of each other. And uh, I talked to my mom recently, and she's like, "I didn't like how you guys were making fun of me the whole time." I was like, "What?" <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, you guys kept making fun of me." I was like, "We're, we're like in my head uh, out loud." Yeah. I said, "Oh, I'm sorry," and I am sorry. Like, sure, I sure. Never mean to make her feel uncomfortable. She had a great time. Let me preface that my mom had a great time on Mother's Day, but uh, she did have one complaint about Mother's Day. Is that we made fun of her essentially as hard as we make fun of our dad to his face. And uh, just, uh, I think we can like hop back to different like TV stuff. But like, do you you have like a a strong uh, comedy presence in your family growing up? Definitely not. I mean, I just kind of found out that making people laugh was just like the best thing. They just, I just enjoyed it a lot. Even today, like, Sam and I fight a lot because. I said something that she thought was mean, but my goal was just to make her laugh. <laughs> Dude, all the time, man. All the time. So often. And tell me if you, you find this as well. Like the biggest win was when I was a kid, especially was making my dad laugh. Like if I made like oh, yeah. a joke that made my dad laugh, that was a sweet spot. I still feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Cause like growing up, your dad's like the funniest guy alive. Now I know right. my dad's not the funniest guy. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, obviously. But, you know, it it's still like back then and even now like if you can get your dad to smile. Yeah. Like laugh when when yeah. you can make someone you think is funny think that you're funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's a win. Great. I remember him once telling me like uh warning me about being a class clown. He said if you're the class clown, people won't know when you, some you might be in a situation where people won't know that you're serious. And that he told me that in probably middle school, and that really stuck with me. It's definitely been true. I found that to be true. But it was also 
you know, the person I thought to be the funniest person in the world telling me to stop trying to be so funny. So that <laughs> might be why it stuck with me. Ha ha ha. But, uh, <laughs> you couldn't tell if he was serious because he was the class clown of the family. <laughs> so like you mentioned, TV was huge too. What, what do you yeah. think about when you do there? Um, well, as like a little kid, like watching like Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah. The Cartoon yeah. Network. Um, even like the, the Powerpuff Girls is a hilarious show. It's like an action thing, but it's also yeah. like, it's, it's got comedic timing in it and stuff. And, yeah. um, I really, when I think back and when I sat this week thinking about like the funny things, I could really just mainly think of like things I saw as a preteen slash teen, mm-hmm. like, uh, the Chappelle show. Hilarious. I should watch that when I should have been watching it. Um, I <laughs> yeah. watched that with my older brother, Vince. Um, he was right uh, to, to have me see that because it, it was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of things that you have on, on your list. Yeah. Uh, but also, IFC is a is a channel. Did you have that channel, IFC? I don't think so. They would play this, um, this skit comedy show called The Whitest Kids You Know. Oh, I've heard of that. I, I can't find them anywhere on streaming services, but I can find like people who have taken those episodes, like recorded them off their TV, I guess, yeah. and just uploaded the VHS uh, information <laughs> to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'll go back and I'll I'll rewatch, especially the one skit where um, Abraham Lincoln had it coming, essentially. Oh, gosh. Awesome. <laughs> like he was being the loud guy talking during the movie. Yeah. But it was at that play. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Mr. President, can you please be quiet? Who said that? Who said that? Now you effed up. Now you effed up. I think I've seen that, yeah. (laughs) He's like, John, just let it go. I was like, no, I got to do something about this. (laughs) Well, speaking of things I wasn't allowed to watch, uh, South Park was, I don't know, I watched a little bit of the TV show, but like the movie Mm -hmm. was... I, I, my Bigger, friend longer and uncut yes my friend had it we watched it a lot of times um so i always think about that and um mad tv i wasn't an snl guy by any means but for some reason mm-hmm. i don't know why i mad tv ended up being the show for me but i think i don't know if it might have ran at the same time as snl actually but it felt I like i watched it, mad yeah. tv like when it was on and i would be like flipping through the channels yeah, yeah. and i never really watched uh snl consistently but now that i'm older Emily calls it boomer humor. Yeah. But here's the thing. SNL is not as funny as you remember it because what you remember are all of the funny parts. You can't oh, sure. make every bit or skit yeah. hilarious sure. forever, every yeah. Saturday to the end of time. They take weeks off occasionally, but like... True for wrestling, I'm too. watching it again now, and Pete Davidson, his stand-up special, didn't like it, but yeah. his uh, performances on SNL... Yeah. Out of this world. Yeah. How about late night show? Did you late night shows? Speaking of boomer humor, I got into, I don't know, I just, when my bedtime changed, I started watching Jay Leno. Mm. And, uh, but for me, Conan O'Brien was the sweet spot. I loved Conan more than, well, late night with Conan O'Brien more than I liked the tonight show with Jay Leno. I've gone down the rabbit hole of every time Bill Burr has been on Conan O'Brien's show. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. When I see a late night though, I think of Adult Swim on oh, Cartoon Network. Oh, 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 yeah. Like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Futurama started out there, I think. Family Guy. Yeah, those were on there. Why am I blanking so hard? Boondocks is on there. Um, what's another one? 
Space Ghost. Yeah, Space Ghost. Had his like radio show on there, and I aspire to have a radio show like his, like intergalactic radio show. It's so good. And now we're and now we're doing it. <laughs> um, I. How about like performing more like formally? Did you do because like a child? Yeah. Did like you do anything like that? No. Because I did, no. you know, through the church we had our fine arts program, and so we would write like a skit every year, and you know, it had like a wholesome, you know, uh, theme at the end or whatever. But I was going for jokes. I was going for LPMs. You had five minutes too, so it had to be good. Mm-hmm. So I remember you did like a stand-up set for no, 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 no. It was skits. <laughs> it was sketch comedy. It's exactly what it was, except it took okay. instead of you know writing an hour worth of material every week, it was. We spent six months writing five minutes at <laughs> one skit. Wow. <laughs> and there were like six of you us. So. Being on that writer room in SNL, yeah. no one from fine arts can hang out there. <laughs> <laughs> they got to start somewhere, though. Yeah. Uh, and then Turd Hour Tales, too, which that just came out of nowhere when we started the podcast. I did. I had not thought about that in so long. But you can still I'm going to have up. to look it up later. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Comedy has also been a huge part of our relationship. So that's the time, mm-hmm. the before times that we knew each other. Uh, but now... As we were becoming Diablo friends in college, we watched a lot of stand-ups together, huh? Yeah, uh, being in that apartment, that common room, that living room, yeah, where yeah. we uh, bonded over pro wrestling. We also did a... Did we, we watched a lot of stand-up, not just a little bit. Like We watched a little bit of everything, didn't we? Maybe you'll remind we me. We watched Bo Burnham a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we were so plugged into stand-up at the time that we were like, oh my gosh, they just dropped the new special. Right. But like on Netflix, we were kind of hitting some of the old stuff that was on there. I watched... Uh, I know that in the apartment is where I fell in love with uh, Bill Burr's comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jake was there for some of it, but like I feel like comedy or wrestling was always on the TV, yeah, or a video game. One one of those three, yeah. <laughs> and then we joined the improv team. Well, you joined the improv team, mm-hmm. and then I joined the improv team, and we had a lot of time there. I joined the there. improv team because I was super depressed and I didn't want to be in college anymore. <laughs> And I wasn't sure if, like, this was my first crisis of faith because I didn't become a Christian until my senior year of high school. And then I graduated high school, yeah. and then I had a year, and then I went to college. Hmm. So I'd only been a Christian for, like, two years, which is probably why I had so many, like, problems in college with people because I was trying to, like, reconcile what my faith means to sure. me yeah. as an adult. Tough place to And it being, like, super fresh. Yeah. And so, like... All the people who have been Christians their whole lives aren't like living up to my, you know, sure. personal expectations. So I got in this real dark place, and when I came back to school for that fall semester, they're doing um, improv tryouts, and I thought like I'm just going to go up there and say whatever I want because I think it'll be funny, and either I'll get laughs or I'll get booze, but who cares? At least I'll have a good time, and that'll be it. Uh, but they picked me. They picked me right away, yeah. and it was a blast. Um, I'm trying to like. I, I'm pretty sure I did three and a half years of improv. How many? How long? How long were you on the team? When I, did you start? I want to say like a year and a half, maybe. Like I might have jumped in in the you know mid year. Um, at okay. most, at most two years, but I think it was a year and a half. I don't know. There's. I feel like there's a team between my first year and. Maybe it's a year after you stopped. Was I at school a year and a half after you left? Last time we talked about this on the on the episode about college, and you said up. you said a semester, but I thought it was a year or a year. I and a think semester. it's 
I think it was a year and a semester, and I forgot about everyone who was on that team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing made my head bigger than getting laughs. Like, yeah. hopping into improv and not, like, expecting it to be funny. Yeah. And just killing it. Yeah. Like. There's some really humbling moments, too. Like. Yeah. When you think something's really funny and then it's not. I remember, I think, I don't know if it was, like, a, a breakaway, like, a college visit show that we did. But we were going to do a show to, or a, um, a uh, game together. I don't even remember what game it was. And I know what we did. And I'm like, maybe it was, um two line or I don't remember what it's called, but we, we could each say one thing and or two things. I don't know. Anyway, we were paired together and I was like, Oh, this is going to be so fun. And, uh, mm-hmm. then we, we were the Kardashians and we just like stuck at our butts. I don't I may have talked about this before. Yeah. We don't know anything about the Kardashians. It was, it was just, there's just not a lot there, you know, <laughs> but we did. Until walk- I read it here. I thought it was pronounced Kardashians, like oh. a cardigan. <laughs> That's how little I know about them. Uh, we, so we were told to act like them. Yeah, we. Wa- I remember walking from like one stage, one part of the stage to the other and back with just our butts sticking out. Like that's the part that I remember <laughs> got a laugh. But other than that, it was really rough. It's a humbling moment. It, there was like some stretching moments too, um, like getting out of a comfort zone. I was. I had mm. to be the Wicked Witch of the East, giving the weather. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great game. And did you see that? Me do that? I might have. I think you were already gone. It was during a practice. Isn't that weird? We did improv practice. I wouldn't change it for the world. It is the right thing. (laughs) Yeah. We did improv practice twice a week. Yeah. It was so fun. A whole semester. And I think we performed like three times. (laughs) It was so fun. And... And not to like throw shade at anyone who's listening to this podcast who happened to be on the improv team, mm-hmm. but you can tell people who used improv to make bits and then use them if they thought they got mm-hmm. less. I've been there. I've been there. Sure. I've said a joke that I've said in practice before because I know it would get a laugh. Usually it's because I'm struggling in the scene. Right. And I like, I know this will work, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I, I'll just repeat this even though, like I guess I improv it into that scene there. Yeah. But some people really like worked on repeating themselves for, for big shows, but... <laughs> It felt good, like to actually like get up there with no idea what you're gonna say, lay it all out there. Um, do you remember our trip to Mineraville? No, I don't. I remember it. I remember it. It was an inf- a day that will. No, shouldn't say that. <laughs> it was it's a inf- day that we'll talk about a day of infamy. <laughs> the irony. Oh uh, yeah, and one of the most embarrassing moments of my life happened at that at that show. So we're doing we're, we did this really cool event. Our improv team did a show raising money for a missions team that's going to go help people around the world. Really great cause. And so we had lots of laughs. Some of my family was there. My mother in law was there. Um, and then we, I think my grandma was there. We wrap up the show. Almost every show we ended up with um, scenes from a. So if you're not familiar, you pick out a qualifier and then everyone makes funny examples of the thing that they described. So the, the, the scene from the hat was a bad person for it to be their first day on the job. That was the idea. <laughs> a bad person for it to be the first day on the job. I'm laughing because I remember what you said. <laughs> and so this is the joke I'm going for because it's so silly. You wouldn't want your airplane pilot to be, it would be for the, to be their first day on the job. That'd be so silly. That'd be so silly and dangerous. You don't want that. So that was the joke I was going for. Um, I didn't give much, you know, the, the, it happens so fast that you don't have a lot Simpro. of, yeah, you don't have a lot of time to like build your setup. So I go out there and I pretend like I'm the pilot and I say, welcome aboard to flight 
and then I give a number. Now the the what I was going for, you know, the 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 uh, the flight attendant joke or the the pilot joke. I didn't think much about the number, the flight number, but I'd been watching Lost. So mm-hmm. I assumed the number that would come out of my mouth would be whatever the flight from Lost was because it's like an important number in the show. So I've been watching a lot. Um, but instead, what I said was, welcome aboard to Flight 93, which, if you're not familiar, was the name of the f- one of the flights that went down on September 11th, 2001. Um, a mere, I don't know, not far from where we a were. stone's throw. A, a one county church. over, two counties over, maybe, um, from where we were. They probably had, like, I wasn't a part of that church back then. And this is my home church that we That's came right. back to That's to right. visit for that thing. But I could only assume that when that happened, there was probably like candlelight vigils, oh, and like yeah. people in that audience who were definitely yeah. at that candlelight vigil for yeah. the tragedy. One hundred percent possible. <laughs> I think that's the first time in our Christian. There's a couple times during our times at Christian College improv performances where the crowd would go, "Ooh," but that that one kind of stuck. <laughs> Because usually it's students that are judging us, but this is just friends and family (laughs) at a fundraiser. Uh, So, boy, that was rough. I'll never forget, because it hadn't clicked yet, and I turned around, and I look at Abby Chu's face, and she... The f- she was making a face as if I had just murdered someone on stage, and it all clicked all at once what I had just said. And uh, like, oh, 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 39, 39. <laughs> uh, and I, I apologize. I believe I sat down and I said, I will be making no more jokes tonight. <laughs> it was Jeez. tragic. I, uh, One of my worst moments. What's fun about being at a Christian college doing improv is that you have you can't swear words can be a cheat code sometimes, sure, right? for sure. And like dirty jokes can be a cheat code sometimes, yeah. And we've talked before about like innocent kids going to our college. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say this person's <laughs> name, but I remember this distinctly. I think it was a performance, and we're doing the paint the room skit, where what happens is the team lines out to the side, and then one person goes in, they do something, then they leave the room. And then the next person goes in, interacts with the thing that was just imagined by the first person, and then they add something too, and then they leave the room. And a third person, and so on and so forth. They keep adding until this room is full of objects. Um, and, like, I guess, like, the last person usually just, like, goes in and cleans up the mess. And, and that wraps up the scene. Yeah. Uh, this person goes to brush their teeth. They go to the bathroom. They open a thing. Wow. They grab their toothbrush. And so, you've, you've brushed your teeth before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a time or two. She, this person... I'm not saying gender, because I don't want to give away too much. But this person thought it would be a good idea to mimic getting their molars. And so, in front of everyone in the school, I'm going to turn to the side for effect. Note for the audio. Note for the audio. (laughs) 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 For way too long. Like... Like, think about, like, when you're making something up, you do it quickly and shorter than if you were actually doing Uh, it. She was, like, get... they they were getting ready for like a dentist appointment just like really and and it got laughs which i think made them go longer but for the completely wrong no no clue and i doubt anyone anyone told this person that they are basically like i think professors were there because it was a regular performance my gosh it was in a it was in the theater it wasn't in the in the chapel which i wish it was (laughs) i wish it was i definitely was not there for that i don't even remember that game but that is traumatic. Do you have like a favorite moment from improv? Nothing comes to mind. I was, you know, it's only the bad things, only the 
Oh, <laughs> well, we played a game called, oh, yikes. It was like a, the game show one. Do you remember? I always loved mm-hmm. to play it because, um, you know, I enjoyed that kind of, it was like one-liner. It was like one-liner city or like puns. It, puns worked really well in this game. And um, so it was like a Jeopardy style where, so the audience gives out the category. We give the question and then... And then, you know, the answer, so sometimes the question's funny, sometimes the answer's funny. Anyway, the mm-hmm. category was furniture. Somebody yelled out furniture. And I said something to the effect of French children or, or a French male child taking a nap. And nobody got it. And then I said, lazy boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was, it's, it's kind of weak. <laughs> but, but in the moment, yeah, I like it, it I went like over it. well. It was a big hit. I still remember it. <laughs> so... <laughs> We did so much practice that a lot of my like highlights are from practices. Like sure. when we were trying out a game where it was called Hesitation. Yeah. Uh, me and Monica played that, and when we try new games, like if their people are bad at it, mm-hmm. then we just don't do the game ever. Oh, but yeah. like the first two people who to try at this, it didn't work well. But then Monica, who's super physical, yeah, uh, did it with me, and I try to match the energy of whoever I'm with too. And so I was extra physical in the game, and like we were in a war zone playing hesitation, and it it killed. And I think maybe we tried in performance and it did not kill. <laughs> they still do that game to this day. Hesitation? Yeah, like we have them come to, to our student ministry every year, and they still do it. They do it with um, they'll bring two students up to fill in the the hesitation oh, nice. gaps. They still do it. Did it this year. Then we had our our wolf pack. That's but right. I have, I have two favorite moments. Two. Favorite moments from my time at Valley Forge as an improver. Mm-hmm. My birthday practice okay. was fantastic because they brought in people who don't normally do improv. They didn't tell me about it. It was like a surprise. And we all did games together. Wow. It was That's so, so like, fun. Pe- like people, Emily came in. So Emily was doing improv. Jake came in. So Jake stood there and didn't do improv, but like tried. <laughs> Like scenes from a hat, he stood up to play the game and never came out. Um, and but God bless him for trying. Yeah, um, he knows his strengths, and I think he's a fun. He's a funny guy, but I, yeah. I, I can see why he, he sure. wouldn't do that. Sure. And um, the thing that like made me feel like an absolute rock star was my final performance. It was the last performance of the semester. I didn't do a full college year because I because I, I did all my classes in one semester, so I'd, I'd be done at Christmas. Yeah, right? right. And so it's the last improv performance of the semester, but it's also my last improv performance because I'm leaving the school. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to me... Um, or maybe known to... Remember, I'm, I'm remembering when we, when we <laughs> threw that around. That's why I paused. But, uh, no, unbeknownst to me... He, as in Paul Cooper, I don't yeah. know why I just went straight to he, put out flyers. He like printed out things saying like, come see Mario's final performance. Give a give a, uh, a proper send off to an improv legend or something like that. Yeah. So, like really putting me in. High over, honor. Um, and they put me in pretty much every game. Yeah. And it's funny looking back, like those final performances, like it's everyone on the team. It's the last time they're doing it. For the semester, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I don't think it would ever happen that way for the, the year end because right. it's everyone's it's done for the year. Yeah. But because the end of the semester, he, like, he put me up there. I felt like a superstar. That's so nice. I got so good at improv. I wish there was a way <laughs> to, like, translate it, you know? But, like, there's no improv teams around me, you know? And, and I'm not going to, like, move my life to try to make it an improv <laughs> comedy, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
like oh. best case scenario, I try out for SNL and they tell me they're looking for someone else. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. There are there. I'm sure there's some close to you. Like in Pittsburgh's not far. Dude, it's pretty far when your life's jam-packed with stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of, like, comedy now. Like, I have... I don't know. I am I just read this book. So it's, you know, spoiler alert for my recommendation. We'll come back to it. But it's called Do You Talk Funny? And I gave it to you. Have you opened it yet? Mm-hmm. So you haven't opened it. That's fine. But you should, because it's very yeah, good. Yeah, I'm going. Right, right. I'm going to open up this book about comedy written by a guy I've never heard of before. Yeah. So the idea is he's not because he's a uh, you know everybody Dave Chappelle didn't write it, um, but what he does typically is he talks for about like in business settings. But he well he's a comedian who has done business talks. Basically, the premise is if you do something some of these things, seven habits that comedians do in your business presentation, you will be much funnier. So I preach all the time, and so like it was perfect for me to tell stories better, to you know work on comedic timing, that kind of stuff. So anyway, really really good. But it will probably help me in in this. Yes, for uh, sure. I was hoping. I yeah, I was hoping it. that it would help yeah. you because you really needed some work. So yeah, still <laughs> struggling through because I haven't cracked it up yet. <laughs> That's right. So. It it makes me want to try stand up. I hadn't never seriously given a thought before. I know you have, but yeah, I had never really thought about it much. But this book made me because they say you know when your your first spot will probably be five to seven minutes, and I'm like I have a story that I could tell in five to seven minutes with a couple laugh lines in it. Um, yeah, I've never thought about it more, but I kind of want to try it now. And I, yeah, I you probably uh, have to be an open micer. Yeah, for sure. And I found some comedy clubs in the area, um, in like. You know, Scranton as well. Wilkesbury even has a couple. Um, okay. I don't know if they're open mic, but they might, you know, have some something like that in the same areas. But anyway, next time I'm up there, we should hit it. Yeah, I would definitely go see a show. I'd, uh, I need, yeah. I'd need to, I would work so hard on my five to seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd bomb because they say you want to get your first bomb out of the way. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I'll just bomb on purpose. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm sure I would bomb at some point, but. Uh, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about. I wish uh, maybe someday I'll do it. I'm always watching stand up. I'm always looking for something new. Um, yeah. I I will watch whatever is like just come out on Netflix, and then I'll also go back and things I haven't watched yet. I found my way onto um, Spanish and other languages uh, stand up comedy. Like that's how <laughs> that's how far down I've run the reservoir drive. Dang. And now it's like. When it's recommending stand-up comedies you haven't seen before, it's like other countries because I've awesome. seen pretty much. I think I might delete my profile on Netflix and make a new one. That way, it'll recommend me all the ones <laughs> I've seen before. Um, but podcasts, of course, are a huge, huge thing. Bill yeah. Burr, Bill Burr, is someone who like puts in the reps, going out to like comedy clubs back before COVID to like work on his sets and everything. But his podcast is essentially him working on his sets because it's just him. Yeah. He just he just rants for an hour straight without anyone there, and it works, and it's hilarious. And, hmm. it, oh, man. Paper Tiger, his newest special, is so funny, but it got overshadowed unfairly, in my opinion, by Strange Times with Joe Rogan. Hmm. And I think Dave Chappelle put out, like, a... like his two-parter mm-hmm. ones like when Dave Chappelle puts stuff out on Netflix usually it's two stand-ups right and uh, it, it's like we're in like a, the time of some of the funniest people and I think it's only gonna get funnier 
especially now that we've all gone through like a communal uh tragedy mm-hmm. through this whole co- like we've all had to live through covid now yeah so like i'm really curious at what comedy is going to do when things come back well podcasting like what out of nowhere I, I mean some of these folks have been doing comedy podcasts forever but so many have just started because we can't tour anymore we need a way to not go crazy and maybe sell you know some ads or some merch but um i love you know my my comedy podcasting things really it started with conan's podcast conan o'brien needs a friend he's getting a lot of shout outs on this ep which is right because he is a comedic legend um yeah but he his his um podcast was so good just i I never really heard much of the back you know the behind the scenes about comedy um Mm -hmm. i remember he had an episode with lisa kudrow about them being on the same improv team together and, you know, I, I don't know, it just began to, to whet my appetite for the idea of, you know, comedy as a profession. What does that, what does that look like? And people, you know, uh, on that journey. And so then I, on TikTok, I see an episode or a clip from Bad Friends with mm-hmm. Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee hearkening back yeah. to Mad TV times. And uh, I saw like, I think I saw one clip and I was like, that's very, very funny. I saw another clip, also very, very funny. And at that point I subscribed and so so good um it wasn't wasn't too long before i ended up doing that with um two bears one cave and then the and then i think i actually andrew santina's whiskey gingers on my list but also hey babe with chris stefano and sal volcano volcano who's one of the impractical jokers um those are my comedy podcasts that are you know buddy buddy (laughs) buddy comedy podcasts as well but uh when i started listening to two bears one cave they started making references to older episodes. Yeah. And I was laughing at the references without getting them. Yeah, I yeah. I thought, this is going to be even funnier if I knew what was going on. And so I went back to episode one and just at work with my headphones in, I've, I'm up I'm up to episode 70. I'm like nine off from being current. That's a COVID that's podcast, right? No, no. Two Bears, One Cave started before that. Um, I mean, with 70 episodes once a week, I mean, that's not too far before the, the pandemic, right? Yeah, but it wasn't because of the pandemic. They did start before okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Well, good thing. And one more that I listen to that I love is Mike Birbiglia's podcast called Working It Out. Speaking of, you know, what Bill Burr does, he legitimately brings on a comic and they workshop bits. They'll do some like, you know, interviewee fun conversation stuff, but then at the end, yeah. they're literally just working out, hey, I'm working on this new joke, and then they'll just spit like um like punchlines basically. Uh, tags. They'll just like work on jokes together and it, th- they talk so much about like the art of comedy and i it, it's so so interesting to me i think that's all about my comedy's uh consumption today did you have anything to add uh, i'm probably gonna watch stand up as soon as we get off here <laughs> um my my like entertainment is basically hanging out with you on the podcast calling jake at rude hours and just talking to him for hours yeah um watching stand up listening to stand up podcasts and playing Fortnite, like yeah comedy's like taking over and then and then it, whenever i can like it's just natural now i just open up tiktok and start scrolling yeah, and just yeah. laughing yeah just laughing while i should be sleeping in bed for hours <laughs> <laughs> okay well we're our our comedy conversation is coming to a close here soon but we're gonna do recommendations so and you know we'll be right back we'll be right back it's in the pod <laughs> Oh, yeah. How could we forget? IWEP Network. It's in the pod. 
I, I'm so serious about keeping that. He gave us an alternative, and I was like, it's not as cool when you approved it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel that way? I don't remember what he said. I don't even think I read it. Like he said, hey, you could try saying this, I and then I just yeah, I scroll what it is. <laughs> nah, I like our stuff. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> we only got recommendations, so it's not going to take me. I, you know, we already introduced this book. Um, Do you talk funny? This is my recommendation. Do you talk funny? Seven comedy habits to become a better and funnier public speaker by David Nihil or Nihil. I'm not really sure how you say his name, but mm-hmm. um, I actually heard him on a podcast called how to be awesome at your job. And he talked about, you know, the book basically um, somebody sent me that podcast and he mentions the book and I had not even finished the podcast by the time I bought the book. And it was, so it was on my way to my house and I was so desperate to have it on vacation. I realized it wasn't going to get to my, you know, I had some travel changes. And uh, so I ordered it again so that I knew I would get it <laughs> so I could read it on vacation. So that's why I ended up with another one and gave it to you. But um, I have no regrets about buying it twice because it really does its job. Like I said, I, I preach a lot. So I wanted to be a little better at talking funny. And uh, it, it really has made me interested in the craft of comedy or, or you know, curbed my appetite for the art of comedy. So that's my recommendation. Do you talk funny by David Nihil or Nihil or something. And then my recommendation is essentially every standup we talked about at the beginning of the show, go look up their stuff. Yeah, sure. It's we talked about hundreds of hours of comedy. Definitely. Um, between all of those comedians. Yeah. And specifically though, um, we recently had, a conclusion to the George Floyd case mm-hmm. um, at the time of recording, maybe last month. Yeah, I don't even know if it's been that long yet, but um, Dave Chappelle was getting back into stand-up comedy. He, because of COVID, you know, everyone had to slow down, but he started doing things at his at his uh, ranch in Ohio, mm. and it was his like first night where he was going to. Do stand-up comedy. They're testing everyone. They're getting everyone seats. All the seats are distant. They sold their seats in pairs. So that way they could get more people in, quote-unquote. You know, because if everyone bought singles, that all have to be like super spread out. And sure. They can sell them make tickets. Sure. Um, so they're working all that out. And he's working out jokes. And this will be the first time anyone's told jokes in months, it feels like. And George Floyd is, is murdered. Yeah. And so his very first set kind of addresses it. It's, uh, it's called... 8.46, which is the time the uh, officer was on George Floyd's neck, and he talks about that in a way that, like, brings awareness, kind of kind of brings healing. It's been a while since I watched it, too. I might go back and rewatch it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like he didn't make fun of the incident happening, obviously, but he, but he put jokes in there, too. Yeah, so like sure, sure. About something serious yeah. and was able to keep it light in, in certain ways where it needed to be light, but still kept that heavy tone where it needed to be. And it was a master class of handling difficult subjects. Man, yeah. So anything, anything Dave Chappelle, go watch that. And But especially uh, that special 846, I think is what that someone's called. Super cool. Yeah, 846. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us at the table in our conversation on comedy. We've got some shout outs to do. I want to shout out Emily and Brian. For snake drafting with us. Thank you for listening. Yeah, be sure to check out Murder My Dude. And 
was the other podcast it does? Pedantic. He's on Tornado Tag as well in the IWEP network. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of projects going on. Yeah. We wanted to shout out Trey and Lindsay and Brian for listening to the podcast, reaching out, letting us know you love the episodes. We feed off of it. Yeah, finally getting some feedback. We appreciate it. We also wanted to shout out Tony and the IWEP Network for our partnership with them. Thank you so much for uh, for believing in us, welcoming us back into your network. Thanks, Granddad. (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you're listening to your podcast. And share this episode with someone that you have shared a big laugh with. Send it to somebody that you've laughed until you cried with. Send it to an old friend. Send it to somebody. We will catch you on the wire. Am I saying that right? Catch you on the wire. Yeah. Is that what we say? You always say yeah. it. I forget. We'll catch you on the wire at Welcome Back Wire. Where are that? That's our handle on all the social media platforms. Facebook is approaching 250 likes on the page, which is incredible. In wow. Oh, two in a week. So a week? Yeah, in a week. A that's week at the time of recording. Yeah, right. When this comes out, it'll be different. But yeah, crazy. Hopefully, we'll have reached 250 by then. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok—they are ready for your follow, and you can check on Welcome Back on YouTube as well. I think it's going to be a little clunkier of an edit. You might hear me and a cat and doors and me talking to my wife it might happen, but <laughs> uh, you can check out Welcome Back on YouTube as well. And if you're listening to, just so you know, if you're listening uh, because you're subscribed to the IWEP Network feed. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. We don't mean to make you feel jealous about it, but we do want you to know that there's exclusive content if you subscribe to the Welcome Back feed. So, the first ever episode of Welcome Back Talk, you gotta subscribe. To our regular feed. Yes. Subscribe. Yes. Listen to that episode. You'll find out what that means. You want to. Anyway, you can find me online at Chris McNaney. You can find me online at Mario Miley everywhere. Until next time. At Mario Miley. And that is my handle everywhere. <laughs> Mario Miley everywhere. Yeah. You better yeah. lock down those handles, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until next time, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay.